It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up? Hey, man, what's going on? So we were talking... Uh, and it easily gets caught up in conversation with us. And then Simon suggested that we start recording. So here we are. Um, let's just continue with our conversation. And people can just wonder what we were talking about. Right. So <clears throat> one thing that I've, I was talking about this with my wife, but so the slippery slope of any kind of collecting is getting shit that you really stuff. Bleep that out. YouTube. <laughs> anyway. Welcome. Stuff, <laughs> stuff that you wanted um, when you were a kid, and now you have adult money, and you're like, "Oh, I need that." One hundred percent. So, to, and I, I don't want to cut you off on your story, but uh, I um, was at Target today. I sent you pictures, and they had the Super Seven uh, Donatello, which is like nothing. I can't believe they have that. It's nothing. It's like five point articulate. It's like. Oh yeah, yeah. Not well, even no, a, the Super Seven. They actually are, but they look only five points. Well, whatever it is, it was like a super basic, tiny figure that was this oh, big. Right, the reaction. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. And they had the Power Rangers. They had the Green Ranger, Red Ranger, and I was just like, "This is my childhood." And they were like twenty dollars, seventeen dollars a piece. I was like, "I don't nope. want it that bad, man." <laughs> yeah, that's. If it was ten, yeah, and I know that's only you know we're splitting hairs, but still, that's a lot for. That's ten extra dollars. You know the five point Marvel stuff's only ten. It's crazy, man. So if you want to get some of those, I did. I saw Magneto today, and I put it in my cart, and I'm just like, "What do you? Why?" And I talked to myself. I'm just like, "Why? Why? You don't need that, man. You don't even want that. You don't even. Ma- you don't even like Magneto, it's right? You like, got cool. Yeah, <laughs> I almost got the Iron Man. So I had kind of a manic moment today. Um, I was looking for an it. Like, I remember they were everywhere. And now yeah. that I really want one, that I've convinced myself that I need it, I can't find them anywhere. I looked for you today. I did actively look. I appreciate that. And so your target yeah. is so much more stock. But anyway, so... You like my got, target. Come on down, Donald. Yeah, that's a nice one. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I went to, to Target after I went to Walmart. They didn't have it at Walmart. They didn't have any... They Really, the Walmart didn't have anything. I was kind of surprised. My Walmart is like that though. My, it's like bare bones. Whoever, yeah. like the collectors. Um, so I'll go every now and then to check out the comic books. They have these mystery packs that I like to get the lenticular issues from. The rest of them I pretty much just toss, but I like to get the lenticular, lenticular issues out of them. And they're, they just happen to be next to the Pokemon cards. So it's part of my morning routine. I get up and like kids are gone. My wife's gone. Then I hit Walmart real quick just to check it. And these bros are just like camped out. <laughs> just like waiting on the card guy to come I'm, I'm like I, I start walking up and they're like hey man what are you looking for i'm like dude chill, chill. <laughs> i don't i'm not here for pokemon cards it's okay i get it i just i want to go over here to the comic books that no one's even looking at so what are you hey what are you <laughs> doing over here what are you here? looking at he has a comb switchblade <laughs> <laughs> so uh i go to target <laughs> i go to target and I'm like, I talk myself out of a Modoc because at this, at my Target, I, I feel like that's mislabeled at yours because at my Target, it's no, like. It wasn't. It says Modoc um, Deluxe Marvel Legends. 30 bucks. 30 bucks on the tag. Yeah. You should 
you should buy that and resell it anyway. Well, if I bought it, I would send it to you. Well, you can do that too. Um, I'll look tomorrow. <laughs> so I go back. I looked in the Marvel Legends. Um, and first thing I see is the Star Wars. They have Moff Gideon. And I'm like, well, I just got um, the chick. Uh, what's Cara her Dune. No. The other Mandalorian girl. Um, Bogatan. Yeah, I got Boba Khan, <laughs> Bo-Katan. And uh, so I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and get Moff Gideon. I haven't seen him in a while. I'll get him. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen him in a while. I haven't seen Yeah, we're old pals. A long time, yeah. So as I'm going, I'm like, oh, I'll go check out the Marvel Legends. They got all the Shang-Chi stuff already. Like after this dry spell of not being able to get the Spider-Verse stuff, not being able to get some of the X-Men stuff. What do you think? Do you think that... Do you think that says something about like people that collect and like they're like, hmm, yeah, I don't know about Shang Chi. I think it looks okay, but again, it's it's the it's sort of like we talked about in the last episode. It's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not proven yet. It looks cool to me. I know I'm going to see it. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah, uh, I I don't think people know what to think of it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I think know. the general populace is sort of like, uh, but that stuff did release like probably Friday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They still have a lot of the X Men stuff, but it was just funny how it went from this like COVID dry spell to now we're getting regular stocks. Yeah. So I don't have any neck. But then I go over and they have this T Rex from Jurassic Park mm-hmm. that like moves and opens and all that for like twenty five dollars. That's so, always at my target. They have a lot of Jurassic Park shit at my target. It's like a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I saw a really cool picture, and I'm like, I need a big monster because I saw. Yeah. I also get in this habit of like, oh, that's a cool picture. I'd like to do something like that, but it it would end up just being the same damn thing, you know. So yeah. I have to. I'm like, no, I don't need that. So I start walking away. I go through the Disney section again, and this is what I'm talking about. When you're a kid and you want something and it's it doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I walk by the Disney section and they have the spaceship and a little Stitch <laughs> from Lilo oh, wow. and Stitch, <laughs> like the little. Corvette I love that red. spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. Oh, I sat there and looked at the stitch is like articulated. It looked pretty cool. Did you get it? I did not. No. I, I sat there and talked to myself about it for about 15 minutes. I was like, no, I got to keep my eye on the prize. Star Wars, yeah. Mezco, you know, DC stuff and Marvel. That's it. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with comic books. And, and right now I'm trying to get, I'm trying to complete my invincible collection. Cause I have like random issues that I, to finish it. And I'm also trying to double up as sort of flipping scum before the season two gets announced and, and it gets, <laughs> it gets more, um, you know, hyped. And, uh, this morning I was like, um, the first appearance, the very first appearance of Invincible was in Savage Dragon 102. Mm-hmm. And more people are starting to learn that. And so the prices have been going up. And I, this is a book that I've been just meaning to get. Um, same with another book that recently, recently struck gold. Just, I hate that I wait. And you know, that's the thing is I wait too long and then it go, it's a crazy amount of money. And it's just like, damn it. I need to stop waiting so long. Right. Yeah. You sit there and you're like, I don't need this right now or I'll wait or whatever. I did the same yeah. thing with it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like now I'm paying internet prices for it. And so someone, as I got on eBay this morning, someone had just, I mean, it was like five minutes ago, dropped a Savage Dragon 102 for 70 bucks, which is probably about the half, half the price of, the cheapest one I've seen was 140. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ooh. And I was like, I, usually I go to my wife and she will say, you know, she'll 
give some snide remarks. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Now I don't get it. Um, it's fine. She was just like, you should just buy it. Like, who cares? Like, you should just do <laughs> yeah, it. Do it. And I was like, fuck, what? <laughs> it's just like, while my finger is, I'm trying to talk myself out of it, talk myself out of it, while my finger's like hitting by now. And it's just, it got sent. And I was just like, damn. Damn it, woman. Then I get instant buyer's remorse. But it's like this book called Something's, Something is Killing the Children, a book we're going to read pretty soon. It was, it's, it's been pretty expensive. The number one, it's a very popular book, indie book. But, and it was like a few weeks ago, I found one for like 200 bucks. I was like, I, I'm going to get it just because I know it's popular and I like it. And it's just something I want to have. But I didn't pull the trigger when I found that one. I was like, if I can find it for 200, I can find it for 150. I know I can. I just, that's how it goes. But today it got optioned for a, sh- a series. So it's getting made as a TV series. And the, I went on there and the, it was the same buyer or the same seller had it for 200 last week is now selling it for $1,099. I was just like, dear God, I'm not getting that one. Pass. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So I missed the mark on that one again. Oh, well. Again. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. So uh, on that note, you don't, don't go to Target on my account tomorrow or whatever. Don't. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm going to go. You you wanted some of those things that are there. I also send those pictures because I'm just like, yes, I'm gonna come visit, dog. We can go to Target. Yeah, <laughs> look at our look at our Target. <laughs> we can go to Target, bro. Yeah, there's another Target down the road. There's a Super Target that's bigger than this one, and I'm not trying to tempt you. I'm saying there is a Super Target not too far that is bigger than the one close to my house. Mm. <laughs> but I will. I'll go. I haven't been to it, so I need to go and see if they have anything because it might not be shit. You know what I mean? Right. Well, with that being said, folks, we're caught up. Let's go into some trending topics as we sometimes do on this podcast. Not First yet. up on the list, Variety shared in a report that former Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark is in final negotiations to join Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion. The outlet revealed that the role Clark is supposed to be having is obviously under wraps and it will mark her first entry into the MCU, which is big. I liked Game of Thrones. I liked Amelia Clark. I think she's goofy and like nerdy. And so it kind of checks all the marks that I uh, like in an actress. She's got those opposite of Natalie Portman eyebrows, like yeah. Natalie Portman. When she cries, her eyebrows do that. And Amelia Clark's are like, Woo! Yeah, she's got <laughs> giant eyebrows. You know, I feel like it takes a lot to pull off. Thick eyebrows. I have thick eyebrows, so I relate to her in that. Hers are just thick enough to see. (laughs) It's perfect. What do you think about this? Who do you think she's going to be? Oh, boy. She is going to... It's probably been a while since you read Secret Invasion. That was way back in the day. She's going to be the... I don't know. (laughs) Some people think she's going to... So, in Secret Invasion, the Scroll Queen, uh, Varanki... Probably saying that wrong. Don't call me that. <laughs> is disguised as Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman, and some people think that she's going to be Spider Woman. I think it's possible, but I also think it's like a Sony thing. Sony has the rights to Spider Spider Woman, so mm-hmm. um, you know they're not going to give that up without a chunk of change. Yeah, not going to give so, it up without a fight. So it could be nothing, but it could be a great character. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, she's going. She's gonna be the queen of dragons. <laughs> That's good. they got a good um, they got a good cast for them that show. 
I couldn't tell you all of them right now, but Sam Jackson's in it, so. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of Amelia Clark, I don't have it in here, but she apparently has been working on a comic book for the past two years. Uh, the cover is really, really cool looking. I should have sent it to you before. That's very oh, artsy. Yeah, so you've seen it. So it's mm-hmm. called Mother of Madness. Um, the cover is really artsy, but the inside art is very crisp and clean and colorful, just like just like I like it. And this is the kind of book that people will buy just because Amelia Clark is tied to it. And um, I'm probably going to pick it up just because. Put it right back down. Flipper, pick it up and flipper, flipper, down. flipper scum. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's partially her trying to win over like the nerd comic book crowd. Like, oh, I've been working on the comic book for two years. It just they just dropped that news right after she was announced to be in the MCU. So she's gonna know. do a nude scene on Disney Plus. Oh, that'd be weird. We've already seen it. She's gonna get. Yeah. She's gonna have sex with Aquaman. <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, so. Moving on, variety again. Variety, man, just got all the news. Let us. It's get a variety. Some news. It's a variety of news. Let us get some news. Variety, damn. Variety has shared in a report that Disney has set a massive movie licensing pack. I didn't think I'd be able to say that with Good. Sony Pictures for the U.S. that promises to bring Spider-Man and other Marvel properties to Disney Plus, starting with Sony's 2022 theatrical release slate. I didn't think I'd be able to say that either. Damn. I'm Kobe Bryant tonight. <laughs> Ooh, dead? Um, <laughs> it's too soon. Uh, <laughs> I just imagine like the doing the Hercules handshake, like whoosh, you yeah. know, yeah. That's Sony and Marvel right there. Sony's not dumb. They've been cashing fat checks <laughs> for the past couple of years. They're like, yeah, we played around with taking Spider-Man back, but we don't want Spider-Man back. We don't know what to do with him, man. Right? Yeah, obviously. we'll play hardball, but like. The moment that Disney be like, all right, fuck off. We don't need you. We don't need Spider-Man. Then we'll kill Spider-Man off in the next movie. They're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 wait. Hey, hey, like, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. We were, we were just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the King of Babylon? I was going to say. I can't remember. King of Babylon? Yeah, 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 yeah. The wisdom of, mm, he was going to cut the kid in half. That's just the way I imagined, uh. You stumped me this. because you, I should know this. you threw me off. I should know this. Moving um, on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Deadline shared in a report that Pen15 star Maya Erskine has joined the cast of Obi-Wan Kenobi. The outlet has revealed that Erskine will have a supporting role in at least three episodes in the Disney Plus series. I absolutely love her. That show is Probably one of my favorite shows to come out in the oh, past decade. It's so good. We've we've watched it every time. Yeah, several it, times. And it has it hits me in like so many. It pulls out so many memories. Even though the main two are chicks, it still pulls out so many memories of like just being an awkward teenager. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Solomon. Solomon. The, the wisdom Solomon? of Solomon. <laughs> yeah, I should have got that. Dummy. What do you think about this? You know, I like her. I I don't know what her acting chops is, but she, she's I mean, entertaining she was, in that show. She was good. She was in uh, Insecure as well as like mm. just a side actor. I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she was but, in something else. I just can't remember what it was. 
<sighs> the guy that played Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat looks like her, and I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I think it ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. It ruined it. I was like, I couldn't I, stop I, thinking about I kind of feel like he's a little prettier than my Erskine. Yeah. Not to not to knock her. She's a pretty she's very attractive lady, yeah. Yeah, but I mean he's a pretty dude. He was pretty. And it it, it it threw me off, and I think it ruined the movie because every time he was on screen, I was just like I couldn't stop staring at him. I couldn't pay attention. Right. You're like to what was going on. His hair is kind of messed up, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was like that episode of Flapjack with the prettiest man in the world. <laughs> oh, the guy that has the bag on his head. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, um, uh. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't know. I don't know anything about this show besides old crazy Ben Kenobi's in it. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah, dude. Anything with old uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I love his take on Obi-Wan, so I would imagine that uh, it's going to be good. I love everything he's in, even if it's bad. There's I do something too. about him. I think I do too. I think that he's a nice, he seems like a nice person. And I think that like the person that would talk to you, if you were like, Hey man, you're, you know, McGregor. And he, hey, how yeah, are you? yeah. He wouldn't be like, mm, don't talk to me. Peasant. Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> the accurate peasant noises. <laughs> Speaking of pheasants, Russell Crowe. Get it? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Get it? Good. That was a good one. Sat down good. with Australia's Joy 94.9. Talk Joy 94.9. Well, you get your, you get your news about the kangaroos and snakes. Joy 94.9, the crikey. <laughs> okay. Sorry if you're from Australia and you're listening to us. We did not mean to offend you. But he sat down with Joy 94.9 to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. And during the interview, he may have, it seems like he accidentally revealed that he's playing Zeus in the upcoming film. Now, that could be a red herring, or he could actually just like not give a shit and be like, yeah, I'm playing Zeus. Who cares? I'm mm-hmm. drunk. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> as uh, Alfred Molina did that yeah. pretty much recently, too. He was like, yeah, I'm Dr. Octavius. Yeah, who cares? What are they going to do? Fire me? The movie's done. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He was like, it's my last day on set. Uh, I'm going to enjoy being Zeus for one more day. I'm like, what are they going to fire me now and cut cut his role out of the entire movie? Yeah, cut the check. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I'm excited. Some people I've learned don't like Thor Ragnarok. I love that movie. That's oh, so good. Who yeah. doesn't like that? You're wrong. Some people say it's too funny, which is a weird thing to say about a movie. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the second Thor? I didn't like that movie. It was too. It was too entertaining. Yeah, I think you need to make it less entertaining. Yeah, you need really to keep with did, the Thor. It, yeah, it really didn't fit with the Thor theme of being terrible. So you should probably just scale it down a little bit. I think that's why they made a Thor four because they were like, "Oh shit, we we finally hit now the nail we know on the head. what to do." <laughs> yeah, we finally hit it. We got to make one more. We got to make at least one more. Um. So yeah, speaking of Thor 4, it's cool because we're going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier over on our Patreon. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, you suck. So we're not going to talk about that, but some news that we can share. The Hollywood Reporter has revealed that the Falcon and Winter Soldier head writer, Malcolm Spellman, is now developing a fourth Captain America movie set within the MCU. Spellman will be writing the script along with... Dylon? Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, Another staff writer on the Disney Plus show. Crazy. I did not think they would announce a Captain America 4 movie with Anthony Mackie. I thought that was insane. Of course, man. What do you mean? He did kill it. And I, we'll talk about it again on the Patreon episode, but I was impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And I did not, we talked about last episode. I did not, I was not a fan of him when he was first cast. 
So, yeah, egg on my face. If that's using that saying right, because he's a falcon, right? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bird jokes this episode, guys. That's what this episode's called. You murdered it. It's another bird joke. Speaking of Deep Captain cut. America, Chris Evans has been rumored to be in a Captain America project. We've gotten that uh, for a few months now, which it obviously has to be him returning the stones. Anything else? Well, why, no one wants to see anything else besides him returning the stones in different timelines. Mm, like yeah. just make just make that a Disney Plus show. Call it a day. We don't know what it is, but the project will be reportedly separate from Captain America 4. So he won't be stealing the spotlight from Sam Wilson. I did think it was funny. We'll talk about it. Just, just this little thing. I did think it was funny that they didn't mention his actual death in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, man. They just said he was gone. He's not dead. They didn't say he was dead, though. Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. What a twist. What a twist. All right, moving on to more Marvel news. The Atlanta filming Instagram account, you can tell that we're doing the real journalistic work here mm-hmm. <laughs> over at the Wednesday Pull List, has shared an image of the new MCO, MCU star Tantiana Maslany on the oh. set of Marvel Studios She-Hulk. Maslany is wearing a gold hoodie with a UCLA logo. Considering this is the college that Jennifer Walters went to, it seems like it's going to be a flashback. I hope. Maybe. I mean, I don't really hope. I don't really have any like expectations for the show i'm excited to watch it though yeah they're doing i want to see she looks thick ass Mm. yeah 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 with those muscles yeah man i don't have muscles (laughs) sorry for the the disrespect she (laughs) that's all i got for news if we missed any news let me know but i don't think i did simon what you got uh, as we were talking about earlier and how I seem to be just completely obsessed with them, Mesco is having a drop. Well, they will have had a Rumble Society drop yesterday. Um, I'm sure it completely sold out and I may not have gotten one. We'll see. Uh, in other news, I was extremely upset today because I knew that I had Mesco Mondays in the bag. They liked two of my, two of my pictures this morning. Seems like it. And I was like, oh, dude, I got it this time. Because all the groups I'm in is like, yeah, they, they liked mine before I knew or whatever. Damn. I'm like, all day I'm riding this high like, oh, boy, I got it. And then it drops and I'm just like. And it just like, like <laughs> just like some Mezco figure tied to a shoestring hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it, it wasn't a bad picture. Mine are pretty low effort compared to this one. But um, anyway, yeah, I just kind of slammed my head into the desk and cried a little bit. And then got over it so i was expecting it too so i was a little very upset. disappointed let's talk anyway. about let's talk about the marvel drop today uh hasbro plus had a what do you call it fan first fan monday. first mondays yeah and so they released their line of i guess it was it's, it's not just falcon winter soldier even though they have most it's of the like, figures but it's sort of the disney plus show yeah, yeah line show line what'd you think uh most of it caught your eye? honestly i so i want them i want mm-hmm. the the ones from one division i i want the falcon and winter soldier even though the winter soldier i've got it's pretty much the same <laughs> yeah except he's got long hair and the falcon's pretty good that i've got but um i don't know if i like the falcon i keep looking at it i don't know if i like the falcon figure the, the 
and probably because I'm so, and I don't even collect Marvel Legends, but I'm so bitter about the Build-A-Figure yeah. being the wings for the figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty annoying. It's like so they couldn't come up with something else. Yeah, so you're paying, uh, what, 100 plus bucks to, co- to finish one character, <laughs> to finish one of the characters in the set? Right, and when you consider, like, the Loki character is just the guy with the tie. Yeah. Loki said, and the sculpt isn't even that great on the Loki. I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought so. I too. wasn't a fan, but um, it's a good body. The Marvel Select Marvel, uh, the Marvel Select Captain America looks pretty good. Yeah, I saw it. It did look good. I don't know how much more Marvel Selects are than Marvel Legends, but that it was, was really it's cool. thirty bucks. That looks pretty cool. <clears throat> what about the current Shang Chi line? Are there any other figures that really leap out to you? No, <laughs> I mean the Captain America. Uh, oh. is in there, right? That future Captain America? Yeah, and I almost got the uh, AI Tony Stark. That one looks cool. It's just a head. Like, I've got the classic yeah. Iron Man. It's just the put, AI head, yeah. Yeah, I can put uh, um, Mysterio's hologram head on there, and no one yeah. will know the difference. I do like that Captain America, though. That future Captain America with the uh, sort of like Iron Man-esque shield. Yeah, yeah. What's his, what do they call it? Um, Civil Art. Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's cool, but the rest of them is okay. I, I mean, the Shang-Chi one would be cool just to have because that's probably going to go up after the movie's a hit. Probably impossible to get. Mm-hmm. What other figures do you think were cool? They had a, a shield, build a figure, army build a figure, but it was only like the tester image of it. Right, yeah, it's the shield uh, army builder, yeah. So um, that'll be cool. Yeah, maybe. Mm. That'll be fifty know. bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's like fifteen, which is cool. I don't know if I like this Captain America Diamond Select man. The Diamond Select one? Yeah, looking at it, I don't. Oh, the the Sam Wilson Captain America one? Yeah, I think I like it more than the Marvel Legends one. That's all I'm saying. I don't really like the Marvel Legends one. Right. I don't think the sculpt's very good on it. I think it's an yeah. obvious cash grab. I mean, it's pretty close, though. I think, and we can talk about this during that segment, but yeah, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it. I think it's the wing. I think the wings. I can't get over the wing being <laughs> one thing being separate. Yeah. One thing that it has that the Diamond Select doesn't is like a good ab crunch. You can tell by the Diamond Select that he's not going to be able to move oh, yeah, yeah. He's very stiff. much. That's the only thing I hate about those um, Mar- those Marvel Select characters is they're really stiff looking. And they don't have great paint jobs. Yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah. Not consistent, at least. All right. I almost kept that Hulk, but I sold it. Oh, 50. I was wondering if you did. Sold it for 55 <laughs> That Hulk's cool. Yeah, it is cool. The thing is, like, it makes it, it's called the Immortal Hulk, but it doesn't necessarily have any distinct Immortal Hulk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what would make it. Like, no. it could have been any Hulk. It could right. have just been Hulk, and it would have been like, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, what was the deal with the robot head? Is that part of the story? I don't, I don't know. I, I stopped reading the Marvel Hulk after, like, issue 12. Oh. Don't yell at me, people. I I want to read the rest of it. It's just got, it gets really weird. I would like to see an Immortal Hulk figure that's, like, his body, you know, rips apart. Because that was his thing. He couldn't die. He would be just like a zombified Hulk that came back together. Mm. And that would be oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. 
but like a I, hole in the middle of him or something. Yeah, or his face. There was a very uh, distinct image that I have of Immortal Hulk. Is he gets beat down and his face is just like his jaws barely connected to his face, and it says Hulk, and it's like Ganache. Because uh, they can't say yes. So it's like, it's all ripped apart right here. And that would be the perfect figure, but. I don't know if they're going to make that one. They're not going to make that. Hulk sales, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, that's all we got, folks, for trending topics. Let's listen to some ads. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. The uh, Hit us with the radio voice. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for listening to those ads. And as always, if you didn't, we really don't care. So, this is the part of the podcast, the section of the podcast, where we review a trade. Some people call it a trade review. Some people. Some. Yeah. (laughs) They call it the Trade Federation. The Trade Federation calls it a trade review. This week on the podcast is a book that I have been wanting to read for a very long time since it came out. I mean, it honestly hasn't been out that long. It's only seven issues at this point, but I've been wanting to read it. So many people have uh, given great praise to it, which recently has me wanting to not read it because the same thing happened with excellence. And <laughs> so many people were like, Lex, you got to read this. Lex, you got to read this. And then when I read it, I'm just like, I don't like that, man. <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> and when I got, and I will tell you right now, and this is again, no discredit to the people that like excellence. And this is no discredit for the people that created excellence. It is what it is. When I got halfway through this book, I was like, Oh, this is what excellence was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is. This is excellence with magic. (laughs) Like, this is what they wanted to do, but drop the ball hard. The book we're reading is Seven Secrets. I'm going to start us off. Seven Secrets, issue number one. It was written by Tom Taylor. If you know Tom Taylor, he writes a lot of DC books. I'm a huge fan. Some people are kind of in the middle. Tim the Tall tall Man Tom Taylor. Yes. Tim the Tool Man. Tom the Tim Man Taylor. (laughs) There you go. Tom the Tim Man. And covered by Dan Daniel, he's a guy. Daniel Coolio. Daniel Coolio. I'm sorry, he's a, he's a dude though. If you need that clarification, did, this book you. is for fans of Once and Future, which I can attest to because I'm a huge fan. Simon, I I would say was a big fan of Once and Future, what we read at least, and Undiscovered Country. I liked Undiscovered Country as well. I don't think we Simon and I haven't read that yet. Comes an all new original series from the number one New York Times best-selling author, Tom Taylor. He did Deceased. We read Deceased. Mm-hmm. He did that. And Daniel De Nucolo. Nucolo. He did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Which is such a good book. I cannot wait to read that with you. But I feel like books like that, we have to do as like a Patreon kind of thing. Like we have to read it 
in entirety. Like volume one isn't going to do it justice because we know what the fucking Power Rangers are. <laughs> yeah, we have to narrate it. So we have for to our yeah. patrons. Yeah, we have to read the entire thing word for word, different voices. And then Tommy <laughs> took off her clothes. What? Yeah. Zach's Zach is her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this story is about seven powerful secret words. Wait, about secret wonders, weapons, and war. Wait, 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 hold on. What did I write here? Yeah, it's about seven powerful secret words, wonders, wonders weapons, weapons, and worse, with the yeah. power to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I write more, um, I write more better than I speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to say that. Seven secrets could destroy the world, essentially. For centuries, they have been locked away and protected by the Order. When their stronghold is attacked and a secret is revealed, the entire Order must go on the run. The Order's youngest member, Casper, has been trained his entire life to protect the secrets he will never know. Now it's his chance to prove his worth to become a holder of one of the deadliest secrets in the world, but Casper has a secret of his own, and his secret could prove more dangerous than anything the Order protects. Now, this was not really a synopsis of the first issue, but rather the entire series. Yeah. So uh, what did you think Seven Secrets issue number one? Well, as we always say, like, as long as the first issue really pulls you in, you know, you know you're going to be good, uh, and it sure did. Um uh, just from art standpoint, writing standpoint, uh, the allure of what the secrets are, and you know, uh, it was it's good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do a very good I, job in that secrets one synopsis, but in this one, you learn that there are two protectors, a secret and a holder. The the holder holds the secret, and the keeper. I don't know if I might have the backwards. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the keeper holds the beer, briefcase. And the holder protects them? No, I think the holder holds the briefcase and the keeper protects protects them, yeah. So it's like two teams uh, from all around the globe, and they split up so none of the secrets are in the same place. And so we're basically in the issue one, we're following these two, uh, keeper and holder. And we're learning their story, and it's narrated by a third party. You learn that... They did the ultimate crime. They fell in love and they had a baby. And so they have to deal with the consequences of that. I'm going to tell you right now, about halfway through issue number one, I was like, damn, this Mm -hmm. is good. Good gracious. There is, there is a certain layer. The pacing's great. There's a certain layer of mystery. And for some reason, I really couldn't put my hand on it. Mm-hmm. My finger on it. My whole hand. I couldn't put my whole hand on it. High five that book. But I was emotionally invested in this. Yeah. Maybe it was like a child that didn't really have the love that he needed from his parents. I don't know what kind of weird childhood trauma I have. But I was emotionally invested in this book in issue one. Yeah. Well, so there was one thing. Um, I can't remember all the characters' names. But when... uh when his mother has him or whatever, I was very confused about everyone's, uh, not that it really matters. I was just confused because the dad is like this super hulking Thorish bearded blonde man. Yeah. The mom is a very tan blonde woman. Yeah. And this kid is definitely black. Well, we talked about like, 
we talked about it before the episode about like anytime anything is mixed with white, oh, it kind of yeah, gets yeah. diluted out. But um, is the mom so, is the mom so, the? So maybe they didn't do a good job at nailing her ethnicity down. Uh huh. But uh, I would imagine, yeah, she's black, yeah. and uh, that's kind of what I assume. It's kind of the cream didn't rise to the top this time. <laughs> Sank to the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you, but like, cause because she has blonde hair in this, but I I also know black people that dye their hair blonde, right? Um, but they have like, uh, I can't remember anybody. My mind just keeps blanking. Um, do they have haircuts like the lady from Kill Bill? Because <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> they, I'm, yes, short hair like that. Yes. Hmm. Like the okay. character in the book, not like whoever you're talking about. Right, right. Anyway. And it's such a... So you see the hierarchy of the order with the keeper of the first secret is basically the boss. Yeah. Uh, they go to her and they're like, hey, you know, this is what's happening. And I thought it was, you know, it automatically pulls you in with the intrigue because she seems like someone they can trust. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. You know, these are the rules. This is what happens. Um, you guys have to go to trial and I'm sorry. I can't save you. Right. Mm, yeah. And this is like a flashback. They go to trial and she's like, well, wait, I can save you. I've been thinking about it. You guys can stop being keepers and holders and just raise your family. You'll have to stay here, but you can just raise your family. And they say, no. We're going to stay. We made a promise. And then they make a vote on, to, and then like the whole council makes a vote on whether they can stay or leave. And then the same lady that tried to save them votes against them to like leave, which I thought was weird, but it, just, it got me going like, what is going on? Yeah. I was into it. We're introduced to the antagonist, Amon, pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't remember the main character, the mom's name. Uh, it's not. I feel like it starts with an A. Eva. 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 Uh, yeah, Eva. Eva. So it is interesting, and it, it's Eva. Yeah. The main thing about this book is that it starts with basically the end of issue six. Yeah, it starts with them in this high stress situation. These two, Sigurd and Eva, and they're in this high. Even before then, like oh yeah, he, you're right, you're right, you're right. It starts with the Atlantis thing. Like, do you even know how Atlantis fell? Yeah, you see this yeah. base, and then it goes right into Eva and Sigurd. I think mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, her and Sigurd. Sigurd's is the keeper. Keep, yeah. So he's supposed to protect her. She runs away, and is like, "Hey, I'm right behind you." Whatever. She gets away. And it's like this really sad, it's this really sad moment where she's like, she calls him. She's at the checkpoint. She calls him and he's like, I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And they have this really, I think maybe this is where I was just like, ugh, heartstrings. I'm not going to make it. I got some pretty sizable holes in me. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still just standing there. Yeah. He's like this massive guy. And she's like, I'll come save you. He's like, no, Amon arrived. I'm not going to make it, but at least I could try to kill him. And so she obviously knows her duty. She has to leave. And 
but the dialogue is very cryptic. Cryptic in a way that's not like I don't want to compare it to excellence. So I'm not I'm not gonna do it again. But cryptic in a way that it's not confusing. It's more of like making you want to know what's going on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there weren't enough issues of this yeah. book. Yeah. It was like tell him I love him, give him the box in Venice, protect him. And she's like, I promise, I promise, I promise. And then, you know, he stabs him on, whatever, I'm not going to panel by panel, but they know each other because mm-hmm. before he kills, spoiler alert, Seward, he says, you were good to me once. Yeah. And then he kills him. Issue Shank. ends. I'm, I'm just like. Head cut off. I'm just like, dude, that that's the end of issue one? Mm-hmm. I was in. It's definitely, it's one of those things. It's almost like American Beauty. Like the narrator, you know, they mentions like, how could I be narr-? Or even, I that's think. That's an issue uh, too. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Well, I mean, you just don't know really what's going on is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because at know. the beginning of this issue, before this happened, before his dad, uh, before Sigurd dies, he was like, this is my dad. This is who he is. Um, I never got to meet him. He doesn't make it to the end of the story or whatever. Well, he got to meet him. Well, yeah, he got to meet him, but he was like, I never got to know him. That's what right. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how issue one ends. I was just torn to shreds. And yeah. I've never, weirdly, and I think it's, I'm going to say this without thinking, but I don't think I've been emotionally invested into a story like this yet that I've ever right. read. Yeah. Which is weird because it is very cryptic, but I was in. And I think the art, the loose, dramatic art, the colors, I think all of it plays into factor for me. Yeah, the artist is really great at uh, Daniel De Niculo. He's really good with mo- yeah. <laughs> He's really good with motion. Um, it's amazing. He can really show motion yeah. and emotion. Very expressive characters. It's got an anime feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I kept comparing it to, which will. Um, whatever. Uh, one thing I kept comparing it to was kind of the new Voltron. Um, yeah, it sure. really reminded me of that animation. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so issue number two, take it away. After a deadly attack on the Order, their youngest member Caspar must step forward to keep the world safe from the Seven Secrets, with the power to destroy it. But surviving the trials doesn't mean that just uh, mean just becoming the next holder of a great secret. It also carries dangers that will change Casper's life in unimaginable ways. I just thought I read that wrong. That's why I paused. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I don't, I don't remember it happening like that. They send him away at the beginning, and, and these issues run together for me. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's why I'm having such a hard time like pinpointing issue by issue. Well, this one, they send him away to these other guys, and then you don't really know where he went, because they were like, we'll take him somewhere safe. But then he comes uh, back on, like, page two. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he comes back as, like, a seven-year-old or something. Um, Sidebar. When uh, Sigurd's about to get killed is a great moment between him and Amon. Amon's like, uh, I'm not even going to, not going to disrespect you by torturing you. Yeah. I know you'll never break. I know you'll never tell me any information. Like, I know you better than that. I just know, like, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste my time. 
But Sigurd asked him, like, how did you know we were here? And he says, you were betrayed. And then Sigurd's like, who? And it's very cool because it doesn't really matter in that situation, like in the story, but like to the reader, it's cool because he says, oh, that's my secret. And then immediately in issue two, you're a Gundam fan. I'm a Gundam fan. The guy with the mask is usually evil. Yeah. I'm just usually like a antagonist at the beginning. Maybe he switches to it. He's always something. He is wearing a mask. Could be anybody. And then so in this issue, the immediate, like, I wouldn't say the main character, but the character that stood out the most to me was a dude wearing this full face mask. He's very yeah. defiant with the, he's the, the, the keeper of the first secret. Yeah. What is that? What's that guy from Street Fighter? He reminded me a lot of him. Vega. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah, he definitely looks like him for sure. So yeah, he comes back, uh, the main character, Caspar comes back at the age of nine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was it. Very, excited to be there he says that's his family now he's like my family is a bunch of badass warriors like this is what i was trained for i think it's cool that we don't really know where he's been for the past nine years oh he's, yeah for sure. he, he's smart he like i said this isn't the first time he's held a sword uh i think it's cool to kind of have that ambiguous background on where he's been and why at nine years old he can keep up with teenagers and shit yeah i love uh I love all the training he receives. Like, it's cool to see all these other keepers and holders. Yeah, it um, reminded me of uh, the beginning, or not, maybe not even the beginning, an episode of Samurai Jack, where as a uh, kid, they send him to, like, Africa. They send him to all these different places to train with all these different people to learn different skills. And this is kind of the same thing. But then Sigurd and Ava never come. And at, at, at the beginning, he says, I just think they didn't like me. Yeah. They didn't talk I, to him. I didn't realize that Ching was a woman until later. <laughs> I did not know that at all. Yeah. I could just finally tell later in the series. I'm like, oh, that's a woman. Yeah. And I think they're all like that. I think they are mixed genders. Uh, yeah. Speakers and holders. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I just realized the nameless ones. I was there's later in the issue. There's a guy wearing a hood. And I don't think that's mixed gender, but there's a guy wearing like a nun hood. And I was like, who the hell is that? I haven't seen him once. And I'm thinking. Yeah, they're at the beginning. They have the, the other guy has like a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't connect it. Um, so he's in school. He gets bullied as most kids do when they are in school. Yeah. By a strong fat guy. By this giant fat teenager. <laughs> no, but he's strong fat. He's not just fat. Strong fat. Yeah. This kid sticks up for him. He's like, I don't, I don't like people sticking up for me, mm-hmm. but I also don't like bullies. And then he just gets his shit rocked, which was the moment that I, I was confused for a split second. But they, what I like about this story is that it knew that I was going to be confused, and it rectified it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the first issue, he gets his Sigurd gets his head chopped off, and you see this floating rubber ducky bird thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is that? And then in this issue, Titus, the big strong fat kid, just rocks Caspar, our main character, at a ni- as a nine-year-old. Maybe a little older at this point. But yeah. then you see that same bird float in the air. And I'm just like, 
what? What is that? What does that mean? I'm confused. <laughs> what is this? And immediately afterwards, after Ava, you know, us as the reader know that his parents care about him, but he obviously doesn't. Right. Because she kicks the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> yeah. field goal punts him, testicles right. to chin. <laughs> yeah, right in the dick. And then yeah. he... And then she she warns him. She says, if there are any other bullies, I will take yeah. your testicles. Yeah. You or anyone else, I will take your testicles specifically. And later on in the book, someone makes fun of him. He's like, hey, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. But immediately after, like I was talking about, I was confused about the bird. And in a in a bad story, it would just be something they never mentioned. Right. But in this, immediately after... You see the first interaction between Sigurd and Kaspar, and he's talk. They talks about his love for birds. Yeah. Oh, you like birds? Their interaction was it was beautiful to me, man, because I didn't realize that Kaspar knew that they were both his parents mm-hmm. until this interaction. Because he's like, you like birds? He's like, who? People that don't want to know or don't they'll say they don't want to fly are lying. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, what does he say? Oh, Sigurd's like, you can, you don't have to be here. I want you to know you can leave. You can do whatever you want. He's like, but I can't be your son. And Sigurd's like, no, I can't be your dad. Yeah. 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 Way different. Yeah. And it was just like, damn, man, that's, that's rough. And he's like, why? And then he's like, he basically tells him, like, it's not, I was this first. And so, like, I kind of have to be this. Right, yeah, yeah. It's not more important. I just yeah. was already doing this. But then he said, then he tells him, he's like, um, well, he says, do you want to fly away from this place? And then he repeats, Sigurd repeats the Caspar thing. He says, anyone who says they don't want to fly is lying. And he says, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> don't, yeah, yeah. don't flip that shit on me, man. And it shows how smart Caspar is, and I really appreciated that, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Just sure. how just their interactions, man. To me, for for some reason, it was just I don't know. I really don't know why it pulled some emotion out of me. It's weird. Well, I, I think it's just it's like one of those things. It's like people that are raised by their grandparents, and they're calling their parents forever because, like, yeah. they like their sisters actually their mom, you know, shit yeah. like that. And then or their they, stepdad, like my stepdad. Is who I call my dad. Like is yeah, same here. Yeah, so it's so I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, they just there's that thing. You, I don't know. You know, I noticed he has this huge scar on the side of his neck that they don't really explain. never talk about. They never sure. talk about. I'm That's up to date. Yeah. I read issue seven because same. I had to. Yeah, because I had to, and they don't yeah. reference it at all. Um, but yeah, at this point. This is when he narrates. So his, so Sigurd dies. We're up to date as far as issue one is concerned and all that time. Yeah. Um, and this is when he says, like, it's strange to be one, be the one telling this story, especially because I don't make it to the end. And that reminds me so much of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and American Beauty. Cause like the narrator, like, how can I be narrating? Yeah. If I'm dead, you know? Yeah. And when I read that, I was just like, Fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. How do I not read? How do I not want to read the end? That's the thing. How do I not want to read the end now? Yeah. It is interesting. Like, there was a, 
so in the Dark Tower series, in the last book, Stephen King's like, you know, Roland gets to the tower, and if you want this to be the ending, stop reading. This is a happy ending. Yeah. But then, like, he keeps going, and it's terrible. But uh, <laughs> it's not a great ending, period, but it's also very sad. Um, And this is kind of, I'm I'm like that with this. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to read the rest. Yeah. He's like, so at this point, all of the other seven duos, pretty much. All the other six have trained him. Mm-hmm. But Sigurd and Neva haven't even talked to him. At this point, though, now they agreed to train him. And so he even mentions it like, I resented them. Because he always tried like to talk to them, but they were very stern on like keeping on you know, whatever they were supposed to do. And he was like, it was so hard to be so close and so far from someone. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just shows this interaction. And, like, as a reader, we know that they are longing to be with their son. And, like, this is the only way they can be close to him. But then if you go into the mind of, like, the son, he doesn't realize that. He just realizes these parents are just, like, short with him. He doesn't have the backstory that we have. And it's just... We cut to like him being in class, and the one I talked about, some kids like, "Oh snap, Caspar's in trouble," and then Titus, the fat, strong kids, like, "Shut up!" Yeah, but they're really pulling him out to tell him to give him his bird back, which is again wraps that whole bird thing up. <laughs> Unlike a bad story that never references it again. Right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta have that callback. You gotta have the payoff. It wraps it up, and and that's how it ends. And I'm just like. Fuck, man. Yeah. Now he knows he's dead. Now we're all on the same page, and it's just—it's really hard. You like you got the reveal that he does that. Caspar himself doesn't make it to the end. Yeah, and I mean, Sigurd—he seems like such a badass. Like this, this isn't afraid to take out main characters, so to speak. Like, yeah, obviously because he dies in the first issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> so issue issue number three. three. Yeah. The only thing standing between Caspar and his dream of protecting one of the secrets and getting to know his mother, who abandoned him, is the trials. Who abandoned him is the trials. Caspar is pitted against the best and the brightest of his generation, fighting for his life, but will it be worth the cost of winning? And again, it's hard for me to put these issues in issue form. Well, and the so the first thing that starts there is that uh, Sigurd's body and head are dropped off by Aemon at the Buckingham Palace, like hung yeah. on the gates, which is pretty effed up. Um, and apparently, the Queen knows about the seven secrets because she doesn't want to do shit. She's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Ma- it's Meghan Markle, Queen. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. For you guys out there that are going to get pissed about that. <laughs> it's Megan Merkel Queen. Um, but they're like, and it's really weird. And it's like, I think it's more interesting than weird. Because when she finally realizes what's going on, she gets up and she's like, bring the body to me. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Because this well, is the queen. <laughs> right. It's like, you'll be stuck in here with a corpse. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm the queen. I've been to, I've been in here with worse. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was great. I'm the queen. Uh, I like how she has the Batman red phone. <laughs> yeah. And then it yeah. shows Ava and uh, what is this guy's name? What's the 
the right hand man to all of them, the keeper of the history, uh, Ganth Ganthid. I don't know, man. The white guy with the Mister Magoo mustache. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. There's like he's like the first uh, keeper, I think. Yeah, he's like the keeper of all the secrets at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this issue was rough because this is the funeral of Sigurd. They get together. Um, Ava gets promoted to Sigurd's position, right? Uh, yeah, and she's looking for someone to be the holder. Yeah, and so they talk about the only recruits they have are the three, um, Titus, some chick, and the guy that fought Titus in the earlier issue. Mm-hmm. The creepy Vega dude with the mask is like, no, you know, Caspar should be too. He's obviously, he was better than these people when he first got here. He should do it. Ava, for a lot of reasons, doesn't want him to do it. He's young. It's her son. It's just like she knows the burden. Uh, but then they just go to the, they segue to the funeral of his dad. It's funny because he said, he says nine world leaders attended, three prime ministers, an emperor, a king, a queen, and three presidents. The president of America had some confusing things to say to me. <laughs> So I thought it was weird that just like the whole world is connected with these seven secrets. The whole world knows about these, the order and that they're kind of had this common understanding that they don't actively try to get these secrets that can change the world. Yeah. They're obviously these things. Like I feel like one's going to be Pandora's box and one is going to be like, I don't know exactly what they are, but I feel like they're all going to be like mythical things Especially by the symbols that were shown at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then kind of the what we see issue. in issue six. With yeah. The, with the one they open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the two they open. Mm-hmm. They open box one, but no, they don't really show what it is. They just show everybody get evaporated. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, and then the second one is like that bridge. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bifrost. The Bifrost. The Bifrost. Uh, Kanto is the Vega guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, hey, do you want to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an honor that all these people are here. And Casper's like, who gives it? He's, he's dead. Like, it doesn't, none of this matters. Right. And, yeah. uh, what, what are nice words going to do for him? And he's all, they're all telling these stories. And it's funny because he's like, they're all telling these redacted stories. <laughs> he's like, you can tell that there's a lot of stuff that they're leaving out. Uh, they ask me if I want to speak. Caspar or Canto is like, you should speak. I know you maybe not want to, but this is also something you might regret. And so he gives this really kind of somber, not speech, but like, you know, um, he just makes a statement. He's just like, uh, I didn't know my father. We weren't allowed to talk, obviously, for the reasons that you guys put in place. And uh, I don't know if you liked me. Because he had to be cold to me my entire life. And then his mom takes him to the box in Venice. And it was a sweet moment, man. He pulls out all the stuff. And he's like, what is this? I'm not a kid. Like, these are teddy yeah. bears and shit. And he's like, your dad, his dad basically his entire life got him a birthday present. Yeah, for every year. Yeah. Which is cool because The Deep is an image book. Uh, you only find them when they're dead is an image book. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. 
and then just kind of other stuff that he got in there. Headphones, 1984, some other book, some birds. <laughs> yeah, a butter knife. <laughs> hey, and, Star- his, and his jacket. Yeah, the jacket was cool because he, and it, I don't know if it was this issue, but he tells his dad, too. like, yeah, I like, like your jacket, you know, so. Yeah, he cool. talks about his parents being cold to him in issue two, where he's like, they're, him and his, him and Sigurd is run, are running and training. And he's like, hey, I like your jacket. And Sigurd's like, keep running. Doesn't even mm-hmm. acknowledge him. But now you see that he definitely acknowledges him, but he just can't. You know, and it's just a very sad moment. It's like his entire life, he's got it. So, like, imagine the thought process of Sigurd. Like, he has this son that he loves, like, desperately. And that he himself has this own little ceremony where he, he knows his birthday. Like, you see it at the beginning where he's, like, at the hospital when he's born. And he's like, um, is it a boy or a girl? And they say, it's a boy. He has your eyes. Do you want to give him anything else? And then Sigurd names him Caspar because it means, like, you know, secret love or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a touching moment. He wears the jacket and then his mom for the first time ever tells him that she loves him more than everything ever and kisses him on the forehead. And he's armed with his father's jacket and the love of his mother. Now he's invincible. Yeah. That's a different book, man. You can't mention it for everything. Now he's, and then I just put up the, the invincible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's bloom. <laughs> and so he's going to do the trials. Yeah. And the trials are basically just to kind of put a cap. So there's four of them. And it's basically things where it's not necessarily about wearing them out. It's tempting them with something to give up their suitcase. So they're all carrying like a secret. And at one point they starve them and they're like, we'll give you some food. You give us a secret. They take them to a mountain and freeze them out. They're like, you know, we'll drive you back. If you give us the secret. Um, yeah, and in that instance, they want them to become close to each other, to warm each other up. Yeah. So, in the, so in the next test, where they torture one in front of the other, they have that camaraderie and they try to break that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they kind of start dropping like flies at that point. One, I guess, what's his name? Dion. Dion. Yeah, Dion uh, gives up before... Uh, Caspar can even be tortured. Um, or maybe he's just been a little bit tortured. So Dion was tortured. Um, Dion was tortured and Titus was watching. And he said, nah, I'm good. Torture him. Yeah, Titus is. And then Caspar was getting tortured and Dion was the witness. And before they tortured Caspar, Dion submitted. Because he didn't want him to go through that. Yeah, almost immediately. Um, and then at that point, Caspar kind of does something crazy. Instead of watching someone get tortured, he's like, you know what? They didn't say what the rules were. And he just like knocks out the torturers. Beats the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Freeze, freeze the captive. And then, um, the, uh, first, what, keeper is no. like, he can't do that. And he's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, we didn't, and they said it's not the first time someone's done that. And like, but it was the first. And they said two thousand three hundred forty-two years. Yeah, first time in two thousand years. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and at that point, uh, the girl just gives up. That he, yeah. you know, like torturing people is not really incentive. It doesn't like breed loyalty. <laughs> I'm good. 
Yeah, yeah. Target. That would kind of be me. Yeah, I'm like, uh, that's stupid. It's very cultish. Yeah, and I, the 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 next part is him and Titus against each other, and you think it's like, you think because they're on this beam, they got to fight without falling in the water or whatever. Yeah, because they have a good fight, and um, Casper Casper says, "I thought it would go better." Yeah, he you gets didn't. knocked in. <laughs> he gets knocked into the water. And uh, talks to the first, what, keeper? First holder. Holder. And uh, he's like, did I lose? She's like, why? Because you got knocked in the water? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was brilliant, man. Yeah, I like that too. I thought this whole interaction was brilliant because she was like, "Um, you're young. Like, we know you need more training. Like, that's not the test. The test wasn't your fighting prowess. That wasn't the test. He was like, you fell in the water and you're still holding your briefcase. And then the other big fat idiot. Yeah, he drops cheering. it just because he's excited. Yeah, he's cheering. Yes, I won. And then Mr. Monopoly Man is is yeah. like he's out. Get out of jail free. Yeah. Um, and then I there's love... one final test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "You win. You can give me your case." And he's like, "No, I'm good." Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. They're all so sneaky. And then come to find out. He says to his mom, his, obviously he's working with his mom now. He won. And he's like, so when do I get the real case? And she said, hey, you had the case. You had the real case the whole time. Mm-hmm. To to Jana, to Yana, I had a lot of faith in you. To Jana. And he was like, damn, I, I set that case down to go to the bathroom. And she's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody that. And then it's like this very... It's a cool moment, and it's like you, as a reader, you have the satisfaction that the main character, the protagonist, has a victory. It, the issue could end, sort of like you said. Uh, stop now. If you mm. want the story to end and you want it to be good, high note, stop now. We're good. He's working with his mom. Use your imagination. It could be happily ever after. But if you keep reading explosion <laughs> yeah immediately immediately uh, yeah and then terrorist. amon's like take them all yeah it ends and yeah issue four take it away all right issue four uh caspar has completed his training but now the real test begins as the order is under attack by an enemy desperate to take control of the seven secrets and reshape the world in their image but as the holders and keepers come together to fight back, it may turn out they've played right into the enemy's hands. So, yeah, this, I mean, this takes over immediately after that explosion. Um, and you see that Amon is there with another army ready to not only, I mean, this is kind of getting advanced into the story, but not only there to just attack that base, but he's got simultaneous... <laughs> Attacks all at the all bases. these, yeah, all these other bases with these other keepers and seekers. Um, Gareth is the Monopoly man's name. Sorry, ah, I just, Gareth. I have it and I don't want to lose it. Gareth. Gareth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's a lot of a lot of carnage in this issue. A lot, a lot of. Yeah, the dudes. First of all, Ava uses a crossbow. Like a Huntress crossbow, which I think uh-huh. is the dumbest thing ever. Um, it doesn't it will, even have flared arrows. Like, no. duh. 
it will be cool. And, and the, I'm not even going to talk about the the gotcha moment. Uh-huh. I was I was 100%. I'm going to tell you right now, at this point, we're in issue four. Yeah. I'm into this story. I'm telling my wife about the story. She's sitting next to me at the kitchen table. And I'm just like, this is what's happening. And I'm like, it's it's so easy to read a book like this that I don't want to stop reading rather than like, okay, now I, I, I'm comparing it to Second Coming mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed Second Coming, but it was a lot to get through. Yes. This, I was just like, Flying through it, yeah. What's 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 happening? Yeah, I like, feel like it. It doesn't have that many pages either. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's standard twenty three. And so, like you said, chaos. Mm-hmm. Very cool moment between him and Titus, which they've had beef between each other. He says, "Titus, I didn't know how it was every panel is almost a twist because he says yeah. Titus is a bastard, and he says Caspar shoots at him." And yeah. Another panel, he shoots the guy behind him and he says, but he was our bastard. <laughs> right. Uh, and it goes right in. So the more you say it, dude, I think you're right. It's the mask guy. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, right? Well, cause he's right here, knocked out by Amon. Oh, he's always there. Yeah. He's always naked. Then again, he does get a serious injury, but this one, like, hmm. He's already knocked out. He's I feel supposed like to be it like is the mask guy, but I feel like I I would not be surprised if it was a red herring. Mm-hmm. Like he it's does a, have red hair. Like it's obviously the mask guy because it's always the mask guy. You know what I mean? Like you've read issue seven, so you know it's not yet. If if we had seen his face beforehand and it was like a bait and switch, like the mask yeah. guy had been dead for a long time, yeah, 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 I could see that as being like a definite, but. We, there can't even be that kind of bait and switch. Like know. if it's him, it's got to it's going to be him. Like got to be him. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool because Ty, before the very end of the issue, Titus says, "Ha!" Like very. I thought it was just a great moment. He's like, "Ha!" You thought I was going to kill you? He's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, man, you're a fucking bully, <laughs> <laughs> and I beat you to be like you know this. And, and Titus has a redeeming moment. He's like, "Listen, I drank the Kool Aid, man. I." will give my life for you which i thought was a great moment yeah great moment you don't know how sincere he is but it's a great moment and he's like and anyways i'm gonna have my chance to be a keeper or whatever and he's like i didn't want to be honestly i didn't want to be the seven keeper anyways and he's like why he's like because your mom's fucking scary man (laughs) yeah and then i legitimately did not i every panel I don't know what's going to happen next because the next one he's a monster. He's like, yeah, she's an awful woman. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that villains always wear like a black turtleneck, a trench coat, and they yeah. have black gloves. Yeah. Gotta. It's like, the, you gotta have it. And Titus, the big fat strong man he is. He said that he would protect Caspar with his life. He says, Amon, you won't get away. Smash! Yeah, immediately <laughs> just gets like his yeah, gets his hat and smashes to the ground. At this part, where how how are you feeling? Because we got a few more pages. Well, it's it's definitely you know it's a toss up. Like you don't really know where it's coming. Um, it I mean, you don't know that where it's real coming. quick at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after this, Amon's kind of getting his shit rocked. Uh, 
a little bit by Caspar. And then he has definitely anime feel with like the red eyes and the small pupils. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's about to get shot and freaking Ava is around the corner. Yeah. Her son's there. She's a she's got him. She's good. Ava's one of the best. She's got him. She turns around, pops around the corner, Huntress arrow to the head. I mean. What a got him right in the eye. Yeah. Well, and even before this, Tajana, the the leader, it, it seems like she's coming to save the day. She says, Caspar, get behind me. I got this. Next panel, Ava shoots the fire off. And then you don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, Tajana puts her hand up. <laughs> yeah, stops the arrow. Out loud, I said, what? In the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, like I was at the kitchen table. Madison, my wife, had walked off, and I said, "What in the world?" She's like, "What happened?" And I'm just like, <laughs> and she just and she just deep sighs and walks off. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. My wife goes, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "What happened? Did you see this news story?" I'm like, "About Britney Spears?" No, and that's it, not even the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ava, that's a, a shocking moment in its own. It could end. It could legitimately end and be a decent story. But then it takes another step farther. Ava says, what? And Amon says, thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see why to, what, Tajana, Tajala, Tajala. You, can see, you can see why she was so protective, I guess, or she understood what uh, Sigurd and Ava were going through because apparently she had yeah. gone through the same She was thing. conflicted. You could tell she was conflicted. With the big burly Monopoly man, obviously. Spoiler alert. That's an issue you find. Whatever. <laughs> then she tries to reason with him. And I thought that would be the end of the issue, but no. <laughs> they have the conversation with each other. They try to reason with each other. Then you realize, like you mentioned earlier on the issue, they are attacking. He said, no, we're not just attacking here. Mom, don't get it twisted. We're attacking everybody. Yeah. But then the mom hits him back and says, Hey, we knew you were coming here, man. We knew you were going everywhere. We got you. And then it says, Retreat. And a lot of the soldiers get blasted. But yeah, then, just like, fuck that, man. It's just like, twist, 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 twist. Because then. You see him frantically running off, like retreat, but then at the end of the issue, he's like, oh, everything's going as planned. Yeah, a lot of our people <laughs> died. It's like, oh, only the bad ones. Those people were worthless. Did Terry, did Terry Lee, the, the 6th Brigade? Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is that is issue four, five, three. Four, five, three. No, that was four. Was that four? It was four. Jesus. It okay. was four. So five is me. Five is me. Johnny Five still alive. Caspar has been training his all his life for this moment, but he never expected an all-out war like this. As enemy forces converge on the order, lives will be shattered by the truths that are revealed, and a shocking decision by the order to protect the secrets from an enemy who will stop at nothing to change the world. Yeah, he's been a he's been a 
holder or he's been a keeper for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and he's in the most stressful situation any of them have been in. Yeah. I knew it was a trap. Let's just say that. I didn't. One con, the only con that I can probably say about this whole, and it's not even a con. I think I feel like it was written that way. But like, she comes in with gusto, trying to figure it out. Uh, the leader, Tajana, the first holder. Mm-hmm. She's like, "We got to do this. We got to do this." And everyone's like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? We all saw you." <laughs> We heard him call you mom. We all saw that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she's like, listen, Amon and I fought. He got away. That's it. And everybody kind of cowers down. But then Kanto, the mask guy, is like, ah, I see. You, you lied. That makes sense. I would lie in that situation. <laughs> and he calls, basically calls her out on her bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she, you know, she just kind of explains like, hey, I'm the first. No, that's what she says. Ava's pissed because her son almost died. And uh, Tajan's like, I'm the first keeper. I owe no explanations. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I guess you're right. Mm-mm-mm. And then she's like, you're right. We need to. I don't know, man. They can't. Okay. So they make a very good statement. Where can we hide if this person knows all of our secrets? And they're like, well. Gareth is the person that knows all the secrets. That he doesn't tell anybody. So Gareth goes to Atlantis or whatever weird place he goes to. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of weird. He looked really funny in that wetsuit, too. He was huge. <laughs> Big old boy. He pops up, and then I just don't know how. My problem with this issue is. We'll talk about it in a second. He finds this place. They decide that all the secrets should come together at this fortress that no one knows about, which has never been done before. Everybody thinks it's a bad idea because having all the secrets together is is stupid. They do it. They're very meticulous about, like, no one but the keepers know. They don't tell the pilot till the pilot is in the air. They don't give them complete instructions. They give them in increments. Until they arrive in Switzerland. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. the idea that they didn't know until they took off, and then they just give them a little here, a little there. Yeah. And then the then the last plane that gets there is Ching and the other guy. <laughs> the guy that looks like he's not going to die. Ching <laughs> uh, and the other guy. Well, first of all, they get to this fortress, and they're like, We've been taking care of this fortress for you for decades, uh, for ten generations, and they're like, "That you just live here?" And they're You've like, "Been here the whole time." They're like, "No, it's part time." Yeah, we we have lives. We just kind of <laughs> check on it. Sorry, sorry for the sniffling. Ching and and Miami Vice get shot down. Ching is going to go down with a plane. Everyone else, I think. Let me tell you where I where I'm at right now. When I'm reading this. I think Ching is the bad guy. Hmm? I think hmm. Ching is the traitor. You think so? When I'm reading this, I think Ching is the traitor. I haven't decided who I think it is yet. I give you it. My reasoning is because I don't think Kanto is a tra- traitor because I think it's too obvious. Yeah. 
And this book has not been really lazy yet. Yeah, but I mean, like, what? what's the reasoning? Nah, we'll talk about it. They're going down. Everybody, they, she says, everybody get out of the plane. Yeah, you're right. I see it's a chick now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody get out of the plane. It's okay. It's not the first ship I've gone down with. Don't know what that means. Not the first ship I've gone down on. I mean, down with. Yeah, I don't mean, know what that means. Everybody gets out, and then they immediately get murdered. Yeah, that scene where they're getting shot reminded me a lot of uh, Devil Man, probably. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Something about that, just the silhouette with holes blasting in him. Ex- Everybody gets killed except for this guy, Alex. Miami, Miami Vice, number one, no show. Except for him. He doesn't get killed. Yeah. I start thinking Ching's the bad guy. Yeah, but... I see, I, that's not the only... That's not the only reason. That's not right. the only reason. Uh, our main guy, Caspar, comes out there and says, Yo, Alex, wait! And it's like a beautiful moment. Hugs him. There's nothing you can do. Great moment. Alex says, get the fuck off of me, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit about you. Knocks, his, knocks him right over. It was useless. There was no way anyone could live through that crash, which made what happened a surprise. Ching has pretty much survived this crash landing. Fiery, fiery crash Almost crash unscathed. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, there's more to that. It didn't say special breed, man. It didn't say which ha- which what ha- which made what happened next a bit of a surprise once there was more to it. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can't say ching ching. Uh I said ching <laughs> <laughs> No. So at this point, we know that the seekers have found them. And there's another part here which I thought was kind of interesting. Amon is in chains. Yeah, that that threw me off. I don't know what that's about. Um, the weird chick that Lee is leading the army, obviously. I don't yeah, know. It was insurrection. She she nailed him down. Is testing because he doesn't know his real relationship with his mom. I guess. Well, and he also has to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Plot twist. Link. <clears throat> Oh, Caspar, you're a holder. I'm exceedingly proud because was Ching and them, they weren't the ones that took them away. It was Falon. Yeah, yeah, it was a different group. Mm -hmm. Get to the fortress, the Seekers have found us. I love that they're like, um, yeah, you're talking about Amon being in chains. Gareth is like, how strong is your doors? And he's like, they're the strongest thing that were made in the 700s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, mm. it'll stop, uh, catapults. There were catapults and, yeah, and all that stuff. But they have like these high tech weapons of now. Yeah. There's, uh, uh, tanks there. out there. They're not going to last very long. And that's pretty much how the, the issue ends. There's tanks outside shooting the wall down. Yeah. Issue oh. six has to be a, a long issue. Yeah. It, it doesn't, uh, doesn't answer the questions that I wanted to answer. <laughs> you read seven and I read seven and even seven doesn't answer the questions that I wanted it to yeah, answer. Yeah, for sure. So take so, us away with uh, six. All right. Seven secrets. Number six. Caspar has been training all his life for this moment, but he never expected an all out war like this. As enemy forces converge on the order, lives will be shattered by the truths that are revealed. 
and a shocking decision by the Order to protect the secrets from an enemy who will stop at nothing to change the world. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. I like Amon, and we didn't talk about it before, but Amon talks to Caspar in in issue 5, maybe. Issue 4. He says, they don't give a shit about us, man. We are both children of the Order, pretty much. We're expendable. I don't want the secrets. And it, and and also proves why he's in chains. Mm-hmm. Because he says, I don't want the secrets. I want to destroy that shit. I want to destroy the order that picks up these helpless people and brings them into this cult-like family. Like, I want to tear that shit down. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. I'm not... And you start to say, like, oh, maybe he's not the total antagonist like whoever this chick is that locked him up weirdo so Amon's not totally evil because as we saw with Caspar's upbringing like yeah a normal person would be like kind of have some sort of childhood trauma with this situation Mm -hmm. because in this issue I don't want to get ahead of myself I'll do it but they're fighting oh man it ripped my heart out when that happened they decide to keep. They decide that they're gonna make an all-out assault. They come out on horseback and shit, and they catch them off guard. They get some tanks. Yeah, but, man, it was looking really cool there for a while. But then Gareth gets stabbed. Yeah, and then you see the first soldier. You don't see them. You don't see them interact the entire, like really interact on a personal level the entire series. He gets stabbed like six times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this interaction to me was beautiful, man. She says, Gareth. And he says to her this again, you don't see them interact on a personal level ever. And he says, we did everything wrong. And I'm reading this for the first time. Like what? They're talking about the battle plans. I'm thinking like bringing everybody to the fortress. They did everything wrong. That's what I'm thinking. He's talking about. And then she says, we kept him alive. You kept him alive. Amon still has a chance. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Exactly what you talked about. Like, she's sympathetic for Ava and Sue Ward because she was that person. Yeah. She saves them at the council. She's uh, Ava at, in issue two is like, has this happened before? And she's like, oh, we've been around for thousands of years. We put people together. Like, it has obviously happened before him. Yeah, and they're always opposite sexes. Yeah. Which, again, so that that brings back... So, earlier I was talking about there was a black dude that was wearing, like, a nun uniform. I thought he was one of the the beak, like, the the ones that were in Norway, and he's not. He's not, because you see the guy with, the, like, the plague mask and the, the, I'm guessing, the woman with the, like, owl mask, and they're still masked up. Mm. You see him in splash panels. They're not really focused on. So, I don't know who the hell that guy is. Yeah. I don't either. I'm sorry for my mistake, Tajana. I'm not. Even now. Even with everything I'm not. You are not a mistake. You were mine. They kiss. He dies. My mind was blown. My heart was broken. Yeah. And you see him in issue one. Like, in issue one, um, he's, like, hunched over on the battlefield. Yeah. I, I had to, looking back on it, I was like, oh shit, I didn't even notice that. 
Obviously, Kanto, the guy with the mask, knows about their love. Because they decided... They were supposed to stay back. All the keepers, or all the holders, are supposed to stay back. Yeah. And they're at the front, because they obviously said, hey, hanging back there is not going to help at all. We need to be here. And um, Kanto says, what happened out there? Sajan says, we lost. Gareth is dead. And he's shook. And this is why I'm like, he's not the bad guy. I mean, maybe he's playing good. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But the creepy lady with the bomber jacket is busting in. Busting. She's there. Obviously, and Caspar mentions this as the narrator. He says, we're planning an attack as if Amon is attacking, but he's not here. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously this this crazy lady. Real crazy lady. You talked about Kanto mainly maybe being the bad guy, but he suffers a serious injury. This is the injury he gets his hand cut off. <laughs> Straight cut off. Yeah. And his hand that holds the, the secret. Um it's pretty crazy. This chick is still crazy. She's like filming the whole thing on her phone. Like, I want to see you guys, I want to capture this moment. It's just I don't know. Crazy. But what I will say is that... Well, and uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, another thing is she's like talking. Someone is holding a phone in front of Amon the whole time. And she's like... Communi- it took me a second to realize yeah. that she is like filming this so Amon can see. Yeah. Tijan, Tijana has a brief moment. She knows what she's about to do. She knows she's about to sacrifice herself. Spoiler alert. She talks to Ava and she says, Listen... I'm sorry for everything. Obviously, like, Gareth's dead, and it makes her realize that she has made a ton of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But she says, you can trust Caspar, Canto, Fallon, and the Queen, the Queen of England, and the Nameless, and that is all. Well, that's all I can be sure of. Yeah, but she says Canto. She does say Canto. Says Kanto. And she says that's all she can be sure of. And so I believe that Kanto's still a good guy. Mm-hmm. I do. What was weird is that she said Fallon, but she didn't say the other guy that's with him. Fal- Fal- uh, Faolon was the black haired dude. The blonde guy were the two that took Caspar at the beginning. Right. The camp. Okay. So to me, it was weird that she said him, but not the other one. That's weird. And the Queen of England, the name was obviously that's cool because they were like those weird mask people. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested. I'm interested. That intrigued me. Like that was very specific. Those names, even though the group's bigger, way bigger than that. Yeah, that was so. It really is like <laughs> among however many characters. Like, yeah, you uh, got this one. And then for for a story sake, they, she said. That's all I can be sure of. So it's possible that there could be more, but. Yeah, you definitely got to leave options for people yeah. to be. Very and then nice. for the first time. So I was going to be mad if we didn't see anything from any briefcase. We just had this mysterious briefcase. We didn't know. And I didn't I didn't know what to expect, honestly, from the briefcases. I didn't know what it was going to be on the inside. Information just by itself. I didn't know what it was. It's going to be Marcellus Wallace's soul. <laughs> but they said. Rada, open the third. And there's like, uh, we shouldn't do that. 
which leads me to believe that the people that hold the secrets know the secrets. Yeah. Because the dude's right. like, we can't, we can't do that. Don't open it. Right. But, well, it, which is funny because like, um, Casper doesn't know what the hell he's holding. Yeah, but he was also just like, it legitimately became the holder and then it exploded. Yeah. Because they open it and then there's this weird nebulous portal thing opens. And then like, you got to go through that. I think you're right, though. I feel like it might be the Bifrost or something like that. It's got to be something like that. Because they talk about how trippy it is when they're on it. And Kanto's like... And another reason why I feel like Kanto's a good guy is because he's willing to stay with her at the end. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, you got to go. So you're saying it was a bad guy. Now you're saying he's a good guy. You're confusing. I'm saying that at the beginning, it was led... It was leading us to believe he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's still Chingo Bling. <laughs> Changing. Caspar well, decides. Did it right there. Caspar decides he watches the woman Tajana fall. The woman who was there when he was born, protected him, trusted him. She wa- he watches as she falls as the portal or whatever closes. And he makes the dangerous decision that he will never put the secrets ahead of someone he loves again. So I imagine that's going to play into the story at some point. Yeah. It seems like everything, like you said, everything is going to have a payoff. Yeah. And then we're back at the first issue. What happened? Where'd they go? Don't open it. Do you fools know how Atlanta's fell? Yeah, that was cool. Evaporated. I love that idea. I mean, that it's been around for so long. It's like, do you realize? That's why I think one of them's like Pandora's box and stuff like that. Because she legitimately says, please, please don't do it. Please don't open that. And even Kanto, before he goes into the, into the portal, he says, whatever you do, don't open the box. Right. And then they just all, all get evaporated. And she says, oh, you ignorant, selfish idiots. And they all get killed. Yeah. Which is why I bring up, like, that's why Eamon has to survive. That's why I think he got left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Colorado, they're on this, I imagine, is the Bifrost or equivalent to the Bifrost. Don't stray from the path. You'll get lost. Um, Caspar, being a teenager, he is. Immediately. He sees sees some lights off and and he veers off. But it's, the dialogue is interesting. Because these two dream characters know his name. And I know it may be playing into like his mind or whatever. But I don't, I don't think. I feel like it's going to be more. I, I didn't read too far into the this issue seven. Mm-hmm. But they're like, don't you know? You don't know who you are? You forgot. Yeah. You forgot who you are. He forgot that he, he can fly. And that's how the issue ends. Yeah. Weird. Those things really creep me out, too. They creep me out, too. What did you think about this story, Seven Secrets? Mm, man. And Volume that's another one. Hold on. Before you say that, I think it's interesting that it's it's not super obvious, but there's also two genders here, like the man and a the woman. There's always two genders paired up. Yeah. 
um, it was, oh man, it, it kept me, it kept me coming back. Um, I'm so sad that it's only at issue seven and I yeah, still don't a, know it's everything. A, it's a very con- new story still. Yeah. I need to know everything right now. Yeah. It's not like our usual books that came out five years ago. This book, had, uh, it went to issue six and then went on hiatus. And then last month, issue seven came out. So <laughs> this is as current of comic book reading as you are at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me. Yes. <laughs> Uh, hot damn. I need more. I was, I'm going to tell you right now, when I read this, I immediately was, as I mentioned before, excellent vibes. I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to read this and I'm not going to like it. People talk it up. People talk it up. Like this is the best thing they've ever read. And I'm just like, I'm not going to like it. I know I'm not going to like it. It's going to suck. And I've I've recommended to Simon it's going to suck. But after issue one, I was like, I am into this. And issue two, it was just like, I'm still in. And it just never stopped. Yeah. Well, it does suck, though. You're right. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, man. Oof. So let's talk a little bit about art. You want to talk about art let's first? About the art. So we, I mean, I kind of said it earlier, but I, it was great anime vibes, um, yeah. a little bit of 90s anime. It was a lot of mix, honestly, if you look at it. Um, but like a, I mentioned it earlier, consistent mix. Mm-hmm. We've read books that have been loose, mm. uh, very strict. Like it's loose. been very inconsistent with the, and a lot of times it plays to the story, whether it be like a dream sequence or a serious sequence. But like this one has been pretty consistent. All the action yeah. scenes, have a very dramatic anime, you know, type vibe to it. And I don't know. I think consistent is the best way that I can explain it personally. Yeah, it really is. And the the colors are great too. I mean, with loose art styles, it's weird to be, it's hard to be consistent. Um, In my opinion, I feel like I've read comic books that have loose art styles that have just like kind of, glossed over some aspects but this one in the emotional scenes they make you feel the emotion and the action scenes they make you feel the action and the consistency is is one thing that i would is the one word that i would say the art style is mm-hmm. yeah but i again i mean this uh the artist daniel has uh amazing motion uh oh, yeah. and the characters emotions on their faces like you know everything is going on and and just the char- character models in general are really really great. I yeah. I couldn't couldn't be happier with the with the art style. Yeah, good stuff. I'm so glad uh, I like this book because I I like Tom Taylor a lot. He's the current writer of Nightwing, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm a Nightwing fan. And the past Rick Grayson, yeah, Rick Grayson, Night, Nightwing story has left me salty. And Tom Taylor has recently picked up the series and it has been two issues in and it has been so refreshing. And so I have heard about this for a while now and it's got a lot of hype. Usually things with a lot of hype don't really impress me, but man. Man. And I hate to say it, like I legitimately halfway through this, I was like, oh, this is what excellence was to some people, I imagine. Yeah, somebody liked it. Because 
there was just too many questions unanswered in that book. And this one made a very obvious choice to answer questions immediately. Yeah, man. Sorry, but that shit didn't make any sense. This one, <laughs> the questions in this one, really, they're, they're not hurting it so yeah. much. Uh, like the overlying mystery is there. It's not like, like lost. But everything's not a mystery. Right. It's not lost. We get answers. Um, I don't know. I just realized my fan was going the entire time. Hope it wasn't too loud for you guys. So. I didn't even I didn't even notice it. I never Sorry. heard it. <laughs> Sorry, I never heard it. Let's grade this thing. Grade it. Cheese grader. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. Changed my computer around. I couldn't find it. I went first last time, you go first this time. Uh, honestly, man, this book is like an, um, I'm going to give it an E5. I think it's perfect. I really have no complaints. I loved it. Other than that, that, there's not enough of it right now. I, and this is legitimately before he said this, I was going to give it an E5. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my, I, I'm going to try my best to keep up with it. Cause this is one of my favorite books that we've read. Um, I will tell you right now that I, like I said before, and I will wrap this up with this. Wrap it up. In between, at the middle of issue one, I was, I knew that I would love this book. Mm-hmm. It just gave, I don't know what it, I can't explain it. Explain it. I just knew that I was like, okay, yeah, this, I'm in. Preach it. It was just, it was, the, the intro was very well written. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. The drama between the characters and the setup, for, like we know the main character wasn't any of these characters, but was narrating. And it was just, to me, it was just the perfect setup. And the art just, it was a home run, man. And it's very rare that you get home runs. Yeah. I get the runs, but not the home runs. Yeah, not the home runs. Um, yeah, dude, it was, it's amazing. It's a good I'm book. Glad. If I can, pitch a book to Simon and he enjoys it, it's a success for me because I, I hold his response to a very high standard. So we're circling the drain. Thank you guys for listening. Um if you want to find us we're at Wednesdaypool.com everything's there. So yeah. Look us up. Yeah, look for some toy photography uh on Simon Toast on Instagram. We're Wednesday Pool Sim, Wednesday Pool List on the Tic Tacs. Yeah. And if you can't find any of these link that's, links that we're me- mentioning, go to the About section in our website. There's a link tree. It's got Simon's TikTok, my TikTok, my Instagram, Simon's Instagram, all the whole shebang. So, whole shebangy bang. There it is. You don't even have to type it in. You just go to the About section on WednesdayPull.com and we'll give you all the links you need. Check them all out. We would appreciate it very much. And as usual, we're circling the drain, so we'll see you guys next time.